Hello, Peter Squire here, Winnipeg Regional Real Estate Board's Vice President, External Relations and Market Intelligence. I'm your host of this special podcast series of The Voice, where we interview 2022 mayoral candidates to hear what they have to say on issues important to the real estate industry. The Winnipeg Regional Real Estate Board serves over 2,400 members in and around the Winnipeg metropolitan region who, in 2021, transacted over $6.5 billion in residential real estate through our MLS cooperative selling system and significant amounts of commercial real estate development, sales and leasing through our CPIX commercial real estate system. We believe that real estate is amongst the most important facets of the economy, servicing diverse business sector locations and housing as the anchor to where we live, work, play, and invest in. Welcome, Sean Loney. Thank you for joining us on The Voice today. Let's get started. If elected as mayor, what strategies will you implement to reverse the trend we are seeing where more people are leaving our city to go to other provinces than coming here? First, I think we need to be seen as a progressive city. Right now, we're very much defined by our problems. Uh, Canadians know us for homelessness and violence and things like that. So we, we need to be really aggressive about resolving those issues. I also think our biggest economic opportunity is around green jobs. We're just so well positioned to take advantage of that. The city of Winnipeg a couple of weeks ago released a report, the Community Energy Investment Roadmap, and said we could create 100,000 person years of employment. And I think these days may be different than when you and I graduated from school, is that young people really want jobs that match their values. And we can be a go-to city for that here, uh, creating green jobs and meaningful employment for people that other jurisdictions just wouldn't be able to do. Thanks for that. No, I, I appreciate that. Okay, what are your strategies to attract business investment to Winnipeg? And what sectors do you believe should be focused on? Well, the, the main thing is for us, I think, our, our natural advantages. We, this is what economic development is, is focusing on the things that other jurisdictions just can't replicate. So in the campaign, we've already announced, for example, an EV strategy, a nine-point EV strategy. We can electrify transportation here in Winnipeg and lots of jobs uh, associated with that. We're also going to announce how we can offer heat pumps to business owners and residential customers at par with natural gas and maybe even cheaper in, in using this similar kind of business tools. So I'm most excited about really leaning into these green jobs, but we have other advantages where here we are in the middle of, of Canada and we need to... Uh, leverage what Centerport can offer, for example, agricultural sectors as well. But part of the role of the city is to make sure the infrastructure is there so that the growth will happen. And so we've really got to keep an eye on making sure we've got sewer and water to meet growth. We've got serviceable lands. And, uh, you know, I'm quite concerned that with uh, South Centerport that the, while the city's put up its share of making sure those lands are available we need to make it a priority that the other levels of government are there as well and and make sure we're we're not standing in our own way 
having the infrastructure there is going to be really key. What steps will you take to address the issue of Manitoba being one of the provinces with a chronic shortage of residential dwelling units? I think that there's there are several issues related to this. Uh, we're going to be announcing a very aggressive housing strategy and freeing up capital in new ways, uh, looking at what some European cities are doing, especially around land trusts, for example, and we're looking forward to announcing that. But we also need to look at the shortages of labor that builders are having troubles. And this has been my career is creating employment for people that most need the work. And there's a lot of people in Winnipeg that are wanting to work, but don't have access to the labor market. They're just not, their resumes aren't attractive to, to employers. And so I've created several social enterprises, as you know, in mm-hmm. Winnipeg. Uh, build included and training carpenters, people who might n- now be uh, in constant contact with, for example, police and to be training them so that they're ready uh, and willing and able to be valuable employees and to, to address some of those those deficiencies. We also have a lot of uh, vacant houses in Winnipeg, especially in the North End and a really aggressive strategy on on turning those into housing and and infill is critically important on a bunch of fronts. I think we need to do a higher percentage of infill than we're doing right now. And the question is, how do we do that? Uh, We'll be making an announcement soon as well on how contractors can interact with neighborhoods in a more respectful fashion and so that infill is more desirable. So building up and and not out is how Winnipeg maintains our affordability advantage. So those would be some things, I think, that we'll focus on to to make sure we've got the right number of residential units because we need to keep attracting new people to Winnipeg and having good options is going to be really critical. How will you build and lead a team at City Council to ensure we receive funding to support growth-enabling infrastructure? I get this question a lot because we have a pretty ambitious platform and the thought is like, well, how are you going to get city council to to come along? And I think for me, a lot of people aren't quite sure where I land on the political spectrum. And I had one guy come up to me not too long ago, I can't figure out if you're a communist or a capitalist. (laughs) And I think that I'm excited about shaking up how we define ourselves and just think about like what's common sense on a a going forward basis and so if I'm not left-wing or right-wing I'm a business guy but my career's been in the nonprofit sector so right away I'm able to engage council and not have any camps and it's really about are we willing to move forward are we willing to embrace some new ideas so that we can all have the city that we want and the tools that I'm promoting are really tools that, that are move us towards a city of abundance rather than a city of, of scarcity. And so I'll give you an example around emissions. I think City Hall right now thinks that our climate change emissions are a problem and we need to come up with tax revenue in order to deal with them. And for me, as a social entrepreneur, I see this is the biggest 
economic opportunity that's been available to us in many generations. So we, we're importing right now nearly $2 billion worth of fossil fuels a year. $2 billion, Peter. And when it comes to EVs and, and buses replacing the gas, it's cheaper. It creates employment here. When it comes to using far more commercial electric fleets and, and electric buses to replace diesel, it's cheaper. It creates jobs here. When it comes to replacing natural gas with electric heat pumps, it's cheaper. It creates jobs here. So this is not a problem. This is a big economic opportunity, but we need new, new ways of thinking, modern ways that you know, leading cities around the world are embracing and bring them here to Winnipeg. That's great. Last question. What benchmarks and actions will you take to move key projects ahead faster to sustain delivery of core civic services? I'm a social entrepreneur. Uh, I'm, I'm internationally recognized for my work as a social entrepreneur. And when entrepreneurs see a roadblock, we don't just stop. We just, okay, how can we go over or around this? So I want to use the example of, of homelessness. Right now, both the province and the city, they both think that a, a supportive housing costs money. What we need to do is to say, are there other options? Are there other tools that we can use? So what I want to do is start from a solution and work our way out rather than from the problem and work our way back. Because the solutions are cheaper than managing these problems. And why I'm using this example is because we're able to go to the province and say, look, here's a group of 100 people that the police are in constant contact mm-hmm. with. A nonprofit, they're going to come up with a social investment. They're going to provide supportive housing to that group. But we've looked and they, they had a thousand court appearances amongst them in the last year and the year before that, a thousand court appearances a year. So we say to the province, okay, that's, you're going to be spending, you know, a million dollars a year on court appearances just for this group. When the nonprofit sector reduces that workload, will you share some of those savings? Mm-hmm. And so instead of asking them, which is the wrong question, will you spend more money and get back an answer, which is we can't afford to save money, instead asking them, will you risk-free agree to save money? That's the question when it comes to people who are struggling. So I think we need to switch up the questions that we're asking the province and have new tools. So instead of asking them to spend money for something that's good for their financial bottom line, let's switch up the questions, let's switch up the tools so that we can actually say, are you interested in this economic development, which is gonna cause significant revenue generation? Are you interested in reducing court appearances so that you can take the pressure off your, your justice spending? I, I want to take use business tools to engage government. And sometimes what that means is government's role becomes very different. So instead of being a funder, let's turn them into a customer. That's the flip, I think, that is about social innovation. And I see Winnipeg just so f- well positioned to embrace social innovation. And to me, it's a convergence of a bunch of things. And governments are exhausted with trying to keep up with the costs of managing these problems. They're stuck because they can't afford to save money. Investors are looking for a financial and a social rate of return. Young people want to do something meaningful with their lives. 
All of these things are converging now. But if we keep doing things the way we've been doing them, we're not going to get the city that we want. And we need to embrace these new tools. Sean, I really appreciate you coming in today and participating on our Mayoral Candidate podcast. You're, you had a lot of insight that we're glad to share with our members and the public through your participation. And I wish you the best of luck in your campaign for mayor. Thanks, Peter. It's been an enjoyable conversation. Thanks so much. Thank you for participating and sharing your vision on issues important to the Winnipeg Regional Real Estate Board, its members, stakeholders, and all Winnipeggers. To our valued listeners, please tune in for more episodes of The Voice, where we invite mayoral candidates to share their vision for Winnipeg.